Hello, and welcome to the City of Fruit podcast. Fruit is used as a metaphor, not of our direct actions, but the things produced as a result of our lives. This isn't about just the things that we're accomplishing, but the true deeper meaning and lasting impact of what we're doing. This is your host, Palmer Thomas, and I'm excited to have you here on this journey with me. today with my guest Sarah Gendron for the City of Fruit podcast. How are you doing today, Sarah? I'm doing good, Palmer. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Uh, we always start the podcast off by asking, what is your favorite fruit? I feel like I should be prepared for this question because I've been listening. Um, it depends on the time of year. Oh, interesting. I think a go-to all year would be pineapple because it can always like get better. Pineapple on the pizza, yes or no? Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but in the summer, I've been obsessed with blueberries because they're cheap and they're so good. They're cheap depending on where you get them. Sprouts. Sprouts is the cheapest yes. place. Like and the two sandwiches. for five and, and they're sprouts. huge. They should sponsor me. I love, I eat sprout sandwiches. I'm not kidding you probably twice. Yeah, I just saw you in the parking lot. Oh, I was there week. today. Oh, uh, yeah, you did, but I was there today as well. <laughs> I, I've literally eaten three in the past three days, so that's embarrassing, but they should mm-hmm. sponsor me. Shout out to Sprouts. Um, all right. Well, excellent. I, I like pineapple as well. Pineapple on pizza is great. Mm-hmm. Um, pineapple jalapeno. Oh. Do that. The spicy and the sweet is mm-hmm. a win. Maybe a sure. pepperoni. Maybe not. All the good things. Mm-hmm. All the good food. Well, that's it for our episode today. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, oh, pizza's coming out of the oven pizza's now. Coming. Ding. So, Sarah, so you are a teacher mm-hmm. in Denver Public Schools. Yes, I teach for DSST, which stands for Denver School of Science and Technology. It's a public charter that works underneath of DPS, or Denver Public Schools. Very cool. And today was actually the first day of students being in the classrooms yeah, for this year. We've had meetings, um, like professional learning development, for the past two weeks. And I woke up this morning and was like, I finally get my job back. I get to be in front of kids, and it was so refreshing, and it was just a wonderful day. And now my voice hurts really badly because <laughs> I've been talking all day. And you're not you're after after summer. You're not used to that. Mm-mm. You got to get back into school. My feet hurt and my throat hurts. How long does it take till that doesn't happen anymore? Probably about a week. There you go, and then you're back in it. Mm-hmm. What uh what like grade and subject do you teach? I teach um, science, specifically physics, and ninth grade like introductory conceptual physics. And 12th grade AP physics, oh. specifically calculus-based. There's a few different options kids can take in 12th grade. Cool. And so that, so your school is uh, 9 to ninth to 12, just mm-hmm. high school years? Um, I actually teach in a 6-12 school. It's in one big building, but the middle school and high school are separated. Gotcha. So I teach on the high school side. Very cool. That is awesome. And I think that, well, one thing you just were saying, you're, you're so pumped to be back in front mm-hmm. of the kids. Yeah. Like, you love your job. I have the best job in the world except in October and May. What's what's October? I call October Darktober actually. <laughs> it's not bad anymore cuz I've got my classroom management under a like tools in my belt after 4 years of teaching. Um, but Darktober comes around after the what we call like the honeymoon phase of teaching where kids show up quietly and they do what you ask and no one tells you like tells you off. <laughs> I mean some <laughs> which, of them which do you get sometimes. <laughs> all the time and I like I love high school because 
they're just themselves and they're sassy and they're wonderful um but october that is all over and they are just like full-on unapologetically their 14 to 18 19 year old selves yeah and then may is then to school oh, so gosh. it's just crazier may is I'm just sure. deadlines and seniors don't want to do anything and freshmen think they're sophomores um, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's ready to be done everyone's ready to be done or move on at least mm-hmm. yeah that's fair um what is is something that you like what what is it that you like love the most about your job i mean we've you shared some stories in the past like you you definitely you know work at a place where you get told off pretty good sometimes mm-hmm. and you um you you know you do summer the summer school over mm-hmm. the summer and like have some a lot of involvement with your students um what would you say is kind of that like that you what do you love about it so much what's your favorite thing about being around the students and i just i love them so much i i i thought i wanted to be a teacher well backtrack i never wanted to be a teacher my parents are both teachers <laughs> and i said it was the last thing i would ever do um and now i'm here and i'm loving it but i thought i originally wanted to be a teacher because i wanted to empower young girls to love science and go to school for math and science and I wanted kids to become engineers and be super excited about that Um, and that lasted about a year of teaching and now I just do it because I love them and I say it on day one and I look them in the eye and I say you're gonna think I'm crazy and I mean it I love you and I care about you more than you could know and I don't even know you yet yeah. And I can't wait to get to know you. Um, and I cry when I say it. I've cried a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. That is my favorite part, just getting to know them for for who they are and, like, loving them for who they are um, and hoping to just help them feel loved. Yeah. I just love serving them every day. Uh, it's as amazing. And that's – it's crazy that – because, I mean, you get you do – you spend more time with them than their parents do for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're home – but then they're going to bed and then mm-hmm. they're back in school the next day. And they're yeah. like, um, what a crazy opportunity you get to do that. But you can't force somebody to feel that way as well. That's what I see from, you know, from the outside a little bit. And then I got, I was substitute teaching last year. So I got to see a little bit of the, as what it is as a teacher. My mom was a teacher as mm-hmm. well for high school math as well. And, um, but yeah, you don't, you can't like force somebody or even teach somebody to love their students. And they know when you're saying it and you don't mean it. Mm. You know, they pick up on that. They know it's not, it has to be genuine, it has to be real. Yeah. Well, and then like lived out as well by the way that you like fight for them and yeah, take their crap sometimes. Yeah. And you got to show up. And uh, Sometimes the best thing is just to not respond. <laughs> yeah, fair just enough. Just take it. Just take it. And then, yeah, that's true. I think that, um, well, to touch on this too, like when I substituted, I was doing, I did a few of ele- few days of elementary school, but I couldn't do it. Hated it. Couldn't God do it. Bless. Couldn't, I just, I was like, this is, this is, I can't do this. But then some people. Oh, they love it. They love it. And they, they're like, I could never do middle school. I never do high and school. And they look at me like, you're crazy. I'm yeah. like, I don't have children throwing up on me. Yeah. You, you have kids, like. They might give you some sass, but they, they, oh, they're, take, they're taking I'll, care of themselves. Yeah, and I'll take it any day. I will like say straight to your face. You can say the nastiest things to me. 
I don't care what it is. And I will always forgive you. You can do it again and again and again. I'm going to show up tomorrow like it didn't happen. And I mean, the best thing about teenagers is that they're actually reflective. Like in the moment or in the same day, I can have a heated conversation with a student at 7.30 in the morning. And it wasn't me. I was just the person in front of them. And they can come back to me at 2.30 and say, yeah, miss, I was, I'm really sorry. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't mean that. You know, so that's really cool. It's one thing I love about teenagers. They can reflect on their actions and not all the time, (laughs) but with some like probing, they, most of the time they really, they really can. It's really amazing. And I think like, like you said, like having somebody that actually, you know, cares about you at the end of the day. Like Mm -hmm. there was teachers that I loved. I mean, I wasn't the best behaved high schooler Mm -hmm. in the world, (laughs) but the teachers that I knew were there for me and cared about me were, are like some of my favorite people I have in my life ever, you know, had done the most in my life. And then the teachers that I just knew that they were there and they didn't really care about me. Yeah. It was like the complete opposite experience because they, you know, they wouldn't put up with my my crap. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't put up with me, whatever. And it's just like, yeah, I think it's so hard though. Um, I think we've talked about this a little bit, but like your school um, is is kids from a lot of different places around Mm -hmm. the city, which is amazing. And it's not just like a neighborhood school. It's not just people from from one location. So you have some diversity of everything at your school, which is awesome. Um, But even I think it's it's hard when like I grew up in Arvada in mm-hmm. the suburbs of Colorado where every person lived in the same neighborhoods. A lot of them same as me, right across the street, whatever. They all live, we all lived right next to each other. And you just like kind of make your experience or your life, which is so small of what you know for the most part. And this is probably for most people, like you make that to mean everything or to be like reality of whatever. And then you still like view there to be you know problems of every way or whatever like I grew up in pretty affluent suburbs and yet there's still like money issues and there's still things just in your mind Mm -hmm. right like maybe it's not compared to other people or not compared to other situations but like there's still like suicide being a teenager still yeah yeah it's hard no matter what and where you are um a lot of people I my first two years teaching were just south of Boston in Quincy Public Schools Massachusetts Um, And people ask me here, like, are the kids different? And I'm like, no, kids are kids. Yeah. End of story. Um, And they have, like, different setbacks and different obstacles, but it's still hard being a kid and growing up in a city or outside of a city. Um, So totally. Yeah. Yeah. um, Okay, what do you think about – like is the role of a teacher in the sense of um well okay so so like last year there was a lot of uh denver public schools walkouts right Mm -hmm. and we don't need to get into like all the politics and stuff of that but a lot of that was over like pay Mm -hmm. and over and then i think we we talked about that a little bit like you you're like i don't do my job for the money Mm -hmm. and maybe it's maybe you could, you know, I'm sure everybody yeah. would want to get paid more, right? Like oh, everybody totally. in any job ever, <laughs> the NFL players who are getting paid hundred million dollars a year want more and yeah. they go out and they strike about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. So like everybody want could, could use more money. Um, but it, it's, I think like, I think there are some specific jobs where it's a job and it's a career and it's a profession, but it's like, there actually is more to it than the money. 
there actually is more to it than and there there are there are a lot of jobs like that and people and people have the passion for it as well but like do you how, how do you think that you start creating or is there a culture within teaching would you say that is like hey these people are all kind of doing it because they're passionate about it or do you think a lot of people just do it as a career um unfortunately i think the answer is like yes to both of those things yeah um and uh, yeah obviously i would like to make more money and i also don't have student loans and outstanding like debt so it's it's much easier for me to say that um before i like answer that specific question i think that just the funding situation in colorado right now um we're between 40 and 45 out of 50 in pupil per pupil funding in this country and Colorado is like not a state that's struggling economically that you know so that goes to say like I think really big like we are not prioritizing our kids and it also doesn't feel good to know that out of 50 states I'm not getting paid what other states are I think to me as a professional like that just doesn't make me feel very valued um but then I have to remind myself of the bigger picture right I'm I'm in this work to serve our our kids in the city of Denver um and so that's why I do it yeah well yeah and it's clear that you that you care a ton about that um but I do think it's a fair point you know even I, I I can speak to it as a substitute teacher right like I was substitute teaching, which obviously is not near as much involvement or hands-on as, uh, as teachers. <laughs> but well, well, that, I, I mean, think it's harder. It could be harder in some ways, right? But at the same time, I, I think I understand. I would I would understand for sure that it's not as like valuable of a position. Okay. In some in some regard, right? Because yeah. because you're filling in for, mm-hmm. you know, a role, and you're not constant in in the lives. But even then, like I would say that I felt pretty. Um, or like I, you know, I think even in that there were some people that probably did it just to show up and get a paycheck, and they would sit there and be like, "Just I want as little involvement with the kids as I can during mm-hmm. this day, or like to make this as little of a burden on me as I can. I'm just here to sub for a day, whatever." I had some incredible conversations with students and got to like really, I don't know, have some cool interaction, and then I had some jobs that I would do for three, four days, whatever. Um, but even in that, I think it was like twelve fifty an hour mm-hmm. was the pay for a substitute teacher. Which you could go to McDonald's. Literally, yeah. Like I, I drove by Good Times. And it says thirteen dollars an hour starting. Yeah, for the record, that was my first job, and it was a wonderful job, <laughs> and it got me. You know, it was it was perfect at that point in my life, and but, I love McDonald's employees. But well, and you know, they're not gonna listen to this. Don't don't worry. Hey, Nobody from McDonald's know. is gonna listen. Maybe. <laughs> um, but like no, but yeah, th- like to that point, like y- it, it, it's something where it's like I I actually loved to substitute. But for twelve fifty an hour, mm-hmm. and I have, I have, like I, like you said, I have no student de- mm-hmm. student debt. I have l- low rent. Mm-hmm. I have no fam, like no spouse or kids that I'm trying to take care of. Yeah. But and, and but twelve fifty an hour, yeah. like I I can't really even do the things I want to do. And like you said, Colorado expensive. I want to live in Denver. I want to do the fun things. Whatever. Like you can make it work. But like if I had a family and kids, whatever, I would not even. I could not possibly think about subbing. No, I mean, talk and, about the human condition. What do we want? And I think, I believe, it's being known, like fully known, 
valued and loved. That is what people want when it comes down to it. Unfortunately, like when it comes to my value and like my living as a human being, I have to think of the income that I'm making. Like I can't, I know that's not right when I think about it logically. I know that my worth and value do not like line up to this number of my salary. And like my, I can't help but think, oh gosh, that number doesn't feel good. It doesn't make me feel valued. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, and to be fair, like, I think, I think I've heard the, the counter argument, right? Is like, um, is like, well, yeah, but you want to like live in Wash Park mm-hmm. and do this thing. But you also like walk to work mm-hmm. and are involved in this community and involved in this, you know, if, if you, because then, because I hear people say, I want to at least be able to live in the place that I want to teach it. Yeah. And I, I actually believe that that's a powerful thing. Like if you, you know, we shouldn't expect, oh yeah, but you're a teacher, you you know, you, you can't get to live this lavish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You all need to live in Aurora, deep Aurora, and then commute to the suburbs or commute to Wash Park or yeah. commute to, de- or what, you know, whatever. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense either. No. And I still have four roommates and buy all of my clothes on Saturdays at the Ark. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you, you live this maybe for now, but you also don't have the student debt and you don't have you know, kids that you're having to take, like, it's crazy. I I think that there is something to be said about that. And actually something, well, and then there's another interesting thing to that, right? Is like, it isn't a job where you can increase your own income by selling more product Mm. or, you know, like most or not most, but some fields, Mm -hmm. uh, within a capitalist system, Mm -hmm. which I believe in personally, right? I believe in that is a, is a good thing in some fields, you know, you could start selling stuff in your car and build that up into a company mm-hmm. and get off the street and make, you know, I think that that actually has potential to yeah. bring people that. But then there are jobs that are that are government funded and that aren't possibly, you know, you're never going to be able to, oh, I'll just teach more students and then I'll <laughs> give them better curriculum and then I'm going to get paid more money. Like, uh-huh. that's not going to happen. Yeah. Denver Public Schools is, I'm not sure, like, if piloting is the right word. I know they are working with their union to create or expand upon their performance-based pay Hmm. Um, and I don't know exactly what that looks like or what that's going to look like Um, but it seems like that is maybe something they're moving toward yeah and well and you were saying I don't know if you know I should probably look into this as well and I'm excited to be having um, people in politics on here soon to talk about things like this with Mm -hmm. I'll definitely bring it up but like do you do you know how much of that number because you were saying it's different by state so that must be like state funded Mm -hmm. right or is it even county so what's really interesting and i don't know if it's okay so i want to get this right and someone did just tell me two-thirds of our funding i believe is from colorado like per student um and then the other third is dependent on county right so denver um hasn't historically passed some of the tax raises but aurora has Uh, okay so um that's some like tension there too and i don't know the you know i should be more educated in that (laughs) (laughs) it has to do directly with me um but i'm not uh, but but so there's so part of it then so they it might does get have paid to do more with because county. of the county yeah which makes sense I guess because on the Denver voting um, I think 
that is gets interesting too because then you see the you don't know where the the money's going to right like the tax the tax do- like like for instance I, I mean this is talking again from like a place of me not really knowing but like i know that kids are now in a lot of schools getting like computers mm-hmm. to work on or like smart boards were coming in or stuff and i know that some people may be like oh i don't know where my dollar's going on if i raise my taxes for this yeah. is it going to go to to smart boards i don't really care about that do I want teachers to get paid more? Yes. You know, I'm not saying for me. I'm just saying, like, I think a lot of people. That's I think that depends on districts then. So, yeah. like, last year, um, funding was cut in our school district in certain places. And then teacher pay was prioritized. Right? Next year, our um, special education might be prioritized, hopefully. Um, yeah. So, that depends on districts. What? specific parts of budgets are going to be funding because i work at a public charter school i think they have more autonomy over that Mm. um whereas dps might not yeah interesting very interesting Uh, you know i mean more to research and more to maybe go to the polls about and and talk to some people and Mm -hmm. get it going but um okay so city of fruit right like the goal of this podcast is to talk about the 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 things that last and the impact that lasts. You mentioned it, you know, a little bit. Like you love your students, and you really, really care about them, and you are willing to take their their crap. What do you What do you think, or what have you seen, is like the biggest difference in the like life? Well, what's I want to know two things. What's the What's like the biggest lesson that you've learned mm-hmm. in doing this? But then also, what's the biggest lesson that you think that you're able to to give to like your students or people around you, or even teach other coworkers or things like that? But like the lasting impact that you're able to make in their lives. Um, I'll start with the lesson that I've learned, and then I'm going to ask you to re-ask the second question because I'll probably forget it. That's fine. (laughs) Um, I have learned the most things. Um, I think I would have to start with learning how to assume best intent Mm -hmm. in our students, Um, and that means... If you show up, like, angry, late, something doesn't happen the way that maybe it should have, you don't meet expectations, I need to not assume that you maliciously acted out in that way. Mm. I need to assume best intent that there's something behind what happened. Um, And after I do that then I tried to seek to understand. And like, okay, Palmer, you walk into my classroom, guns blazing, you are late, you are swearing up a storm, you're swearing at me for asking you, like, do you have a pass? First, I need to assume that something bigger is like there. And then let's have a conversation. And it's not me firing questions at you. It's just me listening and trying to seek to understand what you're what's happening um and so i think that helps like bit like bridge the relationship or bridge the gap there between myself and the student um and then after like all of that said and done i think being able to realize that no matter what our intentions are like me as well i might have the the best intentions for this class and it may have impacted students in a really negative way, right? 
or your intentions coming in to my class really angry were not to get everyone off task. You were just having like some real, I'm trying not to swear, stuff going on. <laughs> um, but even though it, w it wasn't your intention, it still had a really negative impact. Yeah. And even though it wasn't my intention to harm anyone, it still had a really negative impact. And no matter what my intention was, if I had a negative impact, like, I'm sorry. Mm. No strings attached. I didn't mean it. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think those are the three things that I have to constantly remind myself of. Like, first, I need to assume that, like, your intentions are pure. Even if they're not, they're not always yeah. going to be. Yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to approach it in that way. I need to really understand and listen, like, do my best to not interject. And then, like, let's reflect and take accountability if we need to. Even if I didn't mean it, I'm sorry. No, like, I'm sorry. If you felt that way, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. Mm. I'm sorry that my actions had this effect on our community. Um, that's always the hardest one for me and for anyone, really, um, to reflect in a genuine way. Yeah. And, like, no questions asked. That's so good. Okay, so then going into the next question, mm -hmm. with that, what do you think that those things or just the way that you teach in general, the way that you look at it, the way that you act on those things mm -hmm. to your students, how do you think that that most impacts them? Mm. Um, like lasting. Yeah. Even. I probably will just give you my first day of school speech. Come on, let's hear it. Uh, <laughs> and this is where I cry. Um, just because I mean it and it's real. We... I think in school talk a lot about like respect and what that means and these definitions and I just kind of name that to me I think that word has been abused mm. terribly because people that tell you or put themselves or think they are and maybe are in positions of power say you have to respect me right because I am this that because I said so. It's the classic, do this because I said so. Um, and I hate that. It's always left such a bad taste in my mouth. It's never felt right. Yeah. And so I say on day one, unless you already know me, and some of you do, unless you already know me, I don't expect you to walk into my room today and respect me. Wow. And then I have to say, that doesn't mean you can go home and say at the dinner table, my physics teacher said she doesn't have to respect, we don't have to respect her. I think that my students on day one should respect my position. I like am a professional. I have done a lot of work to be in the place that I am. Um, I've done a lot of work specifically for each class and each student that has exceptional needs before day one. I've done like tremendous um, like digging into each of them to know them before they show up but like as far as who I am to my core I don't I want to earn that from them it's so cliche but like respect is earned and I hope that my students like the impact I have on them would be wow we like were able to trust this person because she was vulnerable and she laid it all on the table and she was real with us, and she loved us before she even knew me. And the second thing that I 
hope that I would teach them is just about dignity. And I say, dignity means worth. And you have it. And you can't lose it. And no one can take it from you. No questions asked. If someone says, oh, she lost her dignity when she did that, it's not true. Like, you don't lose it. No one can take it. Um, and I just make sure they know if they ever feel like they don't feel like they're supposed to be in my classroom. If they don't feel like they are worthy of being here, if it's not an okay place for them to be, that that's not okay with me and I need them to have that conversation with me. Um, and it's not okay with me because research has shown it is a fact if you don't feel safe I think people think oh safe safe space safe space like it's the truth get over it if it sounds corny to you I'm sorry not sorry um, if you don't feel safe you're not going to learn and why do kids come to school they to learn right I am here to help hopefully like build our next citizens of Denver and I want them to feel safe so that they can learn it's also important to me because I want them to like coming to my class. I want them to want to come to Miss Gender and Physics class. I want it to be fun. I want it to be a place where they can learn, but also do life with the other 30 people in the classroom. So one impact, the two impacts I want to have on my students are just understanding, like having that two-way street of what respect looked like to me and why that's important to me. Um, and also just making sure they know how worthy they are. Well, such good stuff, great things to think about and process through. Hopefully other um, teachers are challenged by this and listen to this. Hopefully other people listen to this. I think it's so many, so many good takeaways just for um, how we can treat each other just on a person-to-person -person level. Um, but, I, I, yeah, lots of things to think about. Um, maybe even look into policy and we can all get on board for that and defend our teachers and fight for our teachers but also just realize what they bring to our students and to our, our kids or to us or whatever whoever there is in that role um, but yeah thanks so much for sitting down with me talking today thank you palmer it's been such a blast and dinner was delicious as well <laughs>